Good evening and welcome to the Snake River Lib Podcast. It is January 3rd, first podcast of the new year. Not sure that there's any significant difference between today and yesterday and and, uh, Saturday, but that's all right. We tend to celebrate a new year for whatever reason, a new opportunity to renew ourselves, to... to, uh, set some goals for improvements, et cetera, et cetera. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, the news of the day politically is that uh, Kevin McCarthy, who has already moved his stuff into the offices of the Speaker of the House after three ballots, still is not Speaker. Whether that continues to be the case or not, uh, we will find out tomorrow. The Republicans are going to get together. As long as no Republican votes for Hakeem Jeffries, who is the Democrat leader of their caucus, then these votes can go on for days. Um, I don't suspect that they will go on past tomorrow. But what does that look like? I'm not sure. I mean, the fear, of course, uh, and the risk that is going on is that some squish Republicans would jump ship and vote for the Democrat. You see, to become Speaker of the House, you have to have 218 votes. You have to have a majority support your position as Speaker. First three votes, uh, Kevin McCarthy was not even the leading candidate in those. Those were all, each time it was Hakeem Jeffries with 212. Democrats have their caucus locked down pretty good. Democracy, of course. Um, However, there was a, a splinter of votes on the Republican side. There are a few holdouts who say they will under no circumstances vote for Kevin McCarthy. They see that Kevin McCarthy, rightly in my view, is part of the problem with uh, why the Republicans did so poorly in these last midterms. I think that that the Republican voters in general see the... um, Washington, D.C. as the problem. And nobody epitomizes Washington, D.C. as uh, cocaine Mitch over in the Senate, who's going to be, by the way, out on the campaign tour with Joe Biden, President Biden, the Democrat, showing his true killers, Mitch's, that is, and Kevin McCarthy. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, McCarthy's going to certainly would be a better choice than Hakeem Jeffries. But to say that Kevin McCarthy is going to reflect the will of the people, I mean, there has to be an accounting for this past election. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because a rather loud mouthpiece is speaking up and we have to address that issue. But for now, I would say, you know, Rona McDaniel, the uh, head of the RNC, she definitely should not even be considered for the job. 
You know, they lost in 2018, they lost in 2020, and they've lost in 2022, plus two special or two uh, runoff elections in Georgia. Georgia. Imagine that. So, you know, and along with that is, is Mitch McConnell, who has done incredible service as far as getting judges through. Um, but he's also allowed a lot of crappy legislation to become law. And the Republican base is not forgetful of that, not to mention the fact that that instead of spending some money in, in Arizona for the Senate race there that was a winnable race, he decided to throw money at Lisa Murkowski up in Alaska that a Republican was going to win the, that race. It just wasn't going to be Murkowski. Um you know, Lisa Murkowski has been rejected by the Alaskan uh, Republican Party. Um, and so, but she's, you know, one of one of McConnell's people in the Senate. You know, Mitch McConnell would rather be the minority leader than be a committee chair of the majority, not the Senate majority leader. And he knew he had problems with that. The world, of course, is mourning. Uh, well, not the world, but many people are mourning the uh, uh, freak occurrence that happened on Monday Night Football. The player in his prime uh, involved in a tackle, gets up, takes two steps, and then falls backwards. Uh, had a heart attack. We don't know any of the cause. I think a fair question to ask is when did he receive his last COVID shot? Conspiracy, maybe. You know, let me just say this. There's a reason why European countries are banning the COVID vaccine to people under the age of 50 unless they have significant comorbidities that puts them at increased risk. Did you know they're doing it? Here, Here, Pfizer's trying to pawn it off on kids as, as young as six months. In fact, I got a phone call today from the CDC uh, wanting to know, you know, I mean, of course, once I answered the fact that I didn't have any minor children in the house, that was the end of it. But the whole point of the conversation uh, at the beginning of the phone call was to make sure that we're doing everything we can for COVID, you know, for kids. best thing we can do for kids based on the research is to not let them get the vaccine. And I'm not hawking the conspiracy theory that, which is probably going to turn out to be an accurate uh, study of the side effects of the vaccine. But for now, I'm, I'm not even going that way. I'm just talking about the fact that if you're under the age of 60, you have a way, way better chance of dying from a fentanyl overdose than you do from COVID. And that's even going back to the height of the pandemic. And yet, what have we done for that? 
the fentanyl problem. If we'd treated the fentanyl problem half as seriously, half as seriously, as the uh, COVID czar's lockdown desires, we would have divisions of regular army, not guard, on the border, repelling people. Not because we're racist. Not because we're xenophobic. But because we don't want those drugs in the border. They talk about all the tons of of drugs, fentanyl, etc. that they've collected each year. And they say, well, all the fentanyl is coming in through the ports. No, all the fentanyl that they get, that they confiscate, is coming through the ports of entry. The majority of it is coming through elsewhere. Funny how in El Paso, the state of Texas has created significant border uh, improvements as well as physical National Guard presence on the actual border in between the ports of entry in El Paso. And guess what? People aren't coming across there. Isn't that interesting how that works? It's almost as if the lib knows what he's talking about. I'm going to take a short break and I will be right back. And here we are back on the lib. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, what other kind of news is there? The Democrats are, are sitting there uh, watching this uh, whole speaker thing play out, and they're just hoping upon hope upon hope that the Republicans screw this up. And, and the Lib has frequently pointed out that if anybody can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, the Republicans can, and they can do it better than just about anybody else. And so, as long as they can keep their caucus from voting for the Democrat, they should be all right. Eventually, they're going to come to it. I think that they need to really get together and decide now. And Kevin McCarthy needs to decide, you know, is it worth handing the gavel over to Hakeem Jeffries, even though his party is in the minority? Is that worth his pride? What's more important to him? And this could be said the same for for the anti-McCarthyites, you know, um, um, Chip Roy, Matt Gates, uh, Laura Boebert. Um, you know, all these people are great, right? Love them. Think they're awesome. But the problem is, is who are you going to put in there? You know, uh, Matt Gates nominated Jim Jordan, even though uh, Congressman Jordan has very publicly, I mean, Congressman Jordan is the one that put in Kevin McCarthy's name for the speaker. 
Steve Scalise also supporting McCarthy as Speaker. However, on the last vote, the third vote, before they called it quits for the day, um, 20 votes went to Jim Jordan, who's not running as a candidate and doesn't want the job. The only way, really, that this can be screwed up again is Republicans vote for the Democrat. Now, there is a wild card out there, and I want to tell you about this, simply because... Is it likely? No. Very, very unlikely. So there was a Republican congressman from Michigan, Justin Justin Amash. And while I say he's Republican, he's not a Republican anymore. He's gone full uh, Libertarian Party. Good for him. We need more like him. But he's not in Congress. Now here's the here's the the interesting piece. The Speaker of the House does not have to be a voting member of the Congress or an elected member of the Congress. It can be whomever the majority selects. Of course, many people have floated Donald Trump as the Speaker, and that would frankly be freaking hilarious in my view. It won't happen. There's no way that can happen. Speaking of which, uh, uh, today we said goodbye to uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming, who lost her primary and thus was not up for election at all in the midterms. And Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, a Republican in name only, just like Liz, um, Democrats rewarded him and his loyalty to their January 6th cause by redistricting the state so that his district no longer exists and he had no path to victory for re-election. And so those two are gone. Back to Justin Amash. Justin Amash, uh, of course, caught the ire of Donald Trump because he was speaking out against a few of the things that Trump was doing. Good for him. You know, the Libs spoke out on, on things that we didn't like. Those things, I think, the Lib would be different than Justin Amash on, but I'm, hey, you know what? I'm very supportive uh, and and if the Republicans can't get their act together, now the thing is is and there, I'm trying to think who else floated this idea regarding Justin Amash not as a candidate put forward by the Republicans, but as a candidate put forward by the Democrats to uh, help derail. some of the oncoming, the incoming uh, investigations. Because Amash is on record as saying that, you know, we actually need to work on things that matter and not these investigations. First of all, I disagree 
with the idea that we can't walk and chew gum at the same time, that the Congress can't. There's no reason why Congress cannot hold hearings, particularly, what should we not hold hearings on? First of all, should not bring in the 51 people who signed the letter regarding the Hunter Biden laptop, the intelligence officials, because their letter gives them an out. And all they will do is they will point to that part of the letter and it says, wait a minute, we never said it was disinformation. We said it had the hallmarks of dissemination. In fact, we specifically said in the letter that we did not know. I mean, that's a waste of time having those morons, and many of whom are already um, unconvicted perjurers. Brennan and Clapper, both the former heads of CIA and the director of national intelligence, both those guys have lied under oath, and they just shrug their shoulders. That investigation would be a waste of time. The investigation that would not be a waste of time, however, is find out if the now president of the United States really made a lot of money trading his his position as vice president at the time for for uh, influence, etc. Remember, Donald Trump was impeached because of a phone call. to Ukraine regarding perhaps a delay of some aid in exchange for some dirt. Was it a good idea? It was a stupid idea. Was it impeachable? Well, if it is, then they've already got grounds for impeachment for then-Vice President Joe Biden, who, who flew to Ukraine and told them that if they didn't fire the guy that was prosecuting uh, uh, Burisma, which was a company that his son sat on the board of, that he would withhold a billion dollars in foreign aid to Ukraine. Told the president of Ukraine that. Gave him, gave him six hours to decide. And they fired the guy. Now why do I mention that? What you may or may not know is that in the past couple of weeks, while you know news has been kind of muted because of the holidays, etc., um, the Attorney General for the U.S. Virgin Islands filed charges against uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Company in regards to the Jeffrey Epstein trafficking, human minor girl trafficking issues. Okay, all well and good. This, in the spirit of Me Too, etc., you know, I think it's a long time coming. You know, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself a few years back. Did not. Um, and yet that information has remained a guarded secret. So now you have the Attorney General for the U.S. Virgin Islands bringing charges against uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Guess where President uh, Biden is vacationing? 
You already know where this is going, don't you? While in the Virgin Islands, the, the governor of the territory, a Democrat, has floated an idea that they need more aid in the islands for whatever purpose. President Biden flies down there. The Attorney General is fired. How interesting that is, isn't it? It's almost just like what happened with Burisma and Ukraine. Now the question will be, will will, uh, the Virgin Islands get their money or not? With the monstrosity just passed, I'd say it's pretty likely. I'm not sure what else to talk about. I had something else that was just right on. Oh, let me finish up with uh, Amash. I keep getting uh, Amash. I keep getting distracted from that, uh, mainly because I don't think it's going to happen. But here, here, here is an interesting scenario. Oh, I do remember the other thing I want to talk to you about. Let's finish this one first. While Justin Amash would not be gung-ho on these massive investigations of the Bidens. One thing that he would be very gung-ho on as Speaker is passing reams and reams and reams of legislation breaking down uh, some of the bureaucracy. Now, Here's the thing. While it's unlikely, at least depending on how long this vote for speaker goes on, how many days it goes on, because as the days go longer, likelihood of of uh, Hakeem Jeffries getting the job actually goes up because people get tired of it and they'll just vote for him. Republicans will. But let's say that Democrats are able to rally around Justin Amash I would be wary of any promises he might have made in exchange for that because he's actually openly out there saying that he would take the job. But you might get, might, some of the members of the Freedom Caucus, and particularly those who are not the warmongers, You know, Crenshaw, etc. Who who love the war in Ukraine. And they love passing huge legislation, giving money to uh, the arms manufacturers here in the United States to have China manufacture arms for us to give to Ukraine. But 
you could get a few, and it wouldn't take very many. Like I said, Hakeem Jeffries is at 212. Democrats will be lockstep behind him. But say they got lockstep behind behind Justin Amash, mainly on his commitment to not uh, giving a full leash to uh, people to investigate the Bidens. I think there should be some investigations. I think I already said that. But I think that the Republicans are going to make that the focal point of the 118th Congress. I believe it's the 118th Congress. And that couldn't be more wrong. Have your investigations. That's fine. But pass a freaking budget, would you? And start working on getting the bureaucratic leviathan. You want to investigate something? Investigate why we have 20,000 federal gun laws on the books. When in reality, the only part of that that the feds should have any, if, if they should have any, is on the interstate sale of firearms. One last thing, uh, one thing that Kevin McCarthy would do that would get me to uh, to be a little bit more fully on his side would be to say, uh, starting now, members of Congress have to publicly, you know, create a website, create an office within the Speaker's office, and create a website where the public, the tax returns. For every member of Congress are available for review. For the years that they've been in Congress. Liz Cheney walking out millions ahead. Nancy Pelosi, she hasn't decided she's retiring, but she has retired from the speakership. Has has gained Hundreds of millions of dollars while in the House of Representatives. I think the American people have a right to know that. And and frankly, I would just say, forget everything else. If McCarthy was to put that forward as a rule, you wouldn't need the Convention of States regarding term limits because my guess is that most members of the House of Representatives would res- would retire so as to not have their finances put through the same ringer that Trump's were, which, by the way, of course, he was forced by the Supreme Court would not uh, protect his tax returns, and so they were out there. And guess what? Trump's tax returns were legit. They were legal. Nothing to see here. The same. Oh, of course, now the left is saying, (laughs) he's not a very good businessman. He lost money. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be a sacrifice to go and work for, or to be a public servant uh, in the capacity of an elected representative. My guess is a few of them have lost money.
My Life Matters. Does yours? It's the Snake River Lib. Have a great night.